And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Are You New Here podcast. Yay! This is a podcast of pop culture literacy. I am the host who knows way too much about pop culture, and my sister Stephanie knows basically nothing. That's true. Today, we have a little bit of a different thing going on because we're going to talk about something that I don't know that much about, although as Stephanie pointed out before we started recording, I say that and then I will know more than I think I know. And we have a very exciting guest. But before we get to that, I would like to dedicate this episode to our intern, Toby, who passed away in August. He was a terrible podcast intern. The worst. The worst. He never showed up. He did nothing. He did literally nothing, but he was the world's best shit So, you know trade off. So sad that we lost him from our family, but hopefully I am interviewing for the position of a new podcast intern slash dog. So (laughs) hopefully someday soon there will be a new puppy in the future, but he will never be forgotten. He was the best. The worst intern, to be clear, but the best dog. (laughs) And the extra best dog with only one eye. Yes. He was quite a champ and I'm very glad we dressed him up as a pirate last Halloween that we didn't miss that opportunity. Absolutely. Totally worth it. Moving on from that sad news. We do have a sponsor for this episode, and this episode's sponsor is Flu Shots. Ooh, that's a good one. Get your flu shots, people. Don't make it a political statement. Just get your flu shot, and then you won't get the flu. Well, you might get the flu. But it will be less severe. Maybe. The flu is unpleasant. Our special guest is dying to weigh in on this. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a guest who clearly wants to talk about flu shots and not our topic. Stephanie, would you like to introduce our guest? I would love to. Today we have a guest who is someone who I know... Uh, almost as long as my sister. The other guests I've uh, known. Wait, hey God. I it's mean, been a long time. I've known him for what, 20 years? And you've known me for twice that. But yeah, I said well, almost as long. longer than 20 years. Have I known you for longer than 20? 25 years. All right. Well, I said you're pretty old. I am old. That's a true story. Yep. All right. Well, today we have Tony joining us, and we are super Woo. happy and excited to have him. And his dog, Penny, did make a. Uh, in appearance. So we did have a doggy friend and Tony is going to talk to us about Star Trek, which is a topic that he is very familiar with. As per usual, I have no information except I do know about the red shirts, which I will bring up later. And Erica, who usually says that she doesn't know much when we have a guest really does. So we'll get to that anyway. But anyway, Tony, thank you for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. I've heard so many good things about this podcast. You've heard good things? Is that what you said from us? From whom exactly? Our our one listener who is Stephanie? (laughs) I put some comments on the podcast. They they seem to like it. That was me, folks. (laughs) All righty. Erica, where should we start? Okay. So first question for Tony. Are you in original flavor or next generation? Original. Tops. Oh, original. Yeah. I think I watched all those multiple times as a kid. I, I like the movies better too. The original series than the next generation. Stephanie, you know, there's different series of Star Treks. Uh, my husband told me that about 10 minutes ago. And okay. when he asked which ones we were going to talk about. So maybe, Tony, can you give us a, a well, overview picture? I guess before we do an overview, we should do our what does Stephanie know about Star Trek piece? Because that's oh, always fun. right. I forgot. Yes, we do have some kind of a random format here. Okay, what do I know about Star Trek? I know uh, Dr. Spock. I know that. Uh, okay, keep going. Dr. Spock. Dr. No, Spock that's not right. is the baby expert. <laughs> Mr. Spock is the Star Trek character. Okay, all right, fine. Mr. Spock is Leonard Nimoy, and he does the live long and prosper thingamadoodle, right? Which he got from our rabbi, apparently, which I guess we'll talk about later. I know that Captain Kirk just actually went into space, beam me up Jeff Bezos. So that was fun for him. Uh, also, he has like some kind of a relationship with Kaylee Kuoko, which is also very strange, but whatever. I guess maybe that's not about Star Trek. I know that there's a guy named Snotty. No, Scotty. 
Scotty. And then I know all about the red shirts. And the deal with the red shirts is that if you have on a red shirt, listener, Tony's wearing a red shirt. You are not going to make it through the episode. And I know that John Scalzi wrote a book called Red Shirts. And I know that I actually read that. And I know that we saw him at the National Book Festival. But I also know that it's on Hindu Star Trek. So full and- disclaimer, no one is going to die in this episode of our podcast. <laughs> spoilers. Doesn't matter what color shirt you're wearing. Okay. All right. Well, this is orange too. Oh, it's orange. Okay. All right. Zoom is it, not uh, it doing looks, it. Yeah, it looks red. It looks red. Zoom. Okay. What else? I know that there are Vulcans. And they speak a language and, oh, they're on the Starship Enterprise and there may be time travel. I'm not clear on that. Or it may just be in the future. I don't actually know. Oh, but I did see one of the movies with the young Captain Kirk in the blue shirt and he was very cute. I don't remember who it was or what the rest of it was about. Chris Pine. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Thank you. That was the reboot version. Was it? Reboot. Okay. I saw that in the theater. Who did I see that with? It's a reboot, but it also was technically set in an alternate universe. Right, that's why it's a reboot. If it, w- it would have been a remake if it wasn't an alternate universe, right? Fair. What's Fair. the difference between a reboot and a remake? So a remake is like just making the same story, but over again, versus a reboot is like starting the series again when it's been dormant for a while, but continuing on, right? And you like, usually have one or two of the older actors will show up somehow. Right, like it's in like, the same continuity. Yeah, like Leonard Nimoy showed up in the, the reboot with Chris Pine. As himself? As Spock. Yeah. Oh, doctor, so, not Mr. Mr. Spock. And Mr., not doctor. <laughs> Tony, go ahead. He was, uh, he was from the future, and he came back in time to warn them, I believe, in that, that one. Is that right, Erica? Uh, sounds right. I, I mean, all those J.J. Abrams sci-fi movies do blur together eventually. <laughs> I feel like if I were going to time travel back to a time when I was alive, I don't know that I would warn myself, but I would probably say something like, hey, that's a bad hairdo. Don't do that. Or don't date that guy. Trust me. Nah, you never listened when I said that. Nah, shut up. Okay, I think we've covered everything that I know, which is not much. So now can we have Tony explain all the different flavors? Sure. So you were talking mostly the original series or TOS. They all have like acronyms like TOS, TNG, which which is next generation. The original series was the first one. I think it was in 67 or 68. And they did about three seasons and then it got canceled. Fun fact. Star Trek was one of the very first television shows in color. And it was very exciting for people who had color TVs because, so remember when HD was first a thing and like not every program was in HD? Mm-hmm. It was like that, but with colors. Mind blown, right? No. Are you going to tell the story about the, the, the TV with the grass and the sky? I wasn't. You can tell that. <laughs> okay, listener and Tony. So apparently when our mom was a kid, is that right? Yeah. Her parents didn't want to spend the money on a color TV. So they just bought this like sticker that went on top of the TV that had green grass at the bottom and blue on the top of the sky. <laughs> you know, it was like a see-through. Yeah. Anyway. But she okay. did eventually get a color TV. She, Our mother does tell this story about how she came home from probably college one day and there was a box for a color TV in the hall. And she was thinking, oh, somebody's so lucky they got a color TV. And then it was her family. Great story. Great story. That out. I don't know. That's a good one. We should definitely leave that in. Maybe she'll actually listen if we say we talked about her. Uh, maybe. Okay. So anyway, shut up, us. So we got Toss Tung. Yeah, but before that, they had a uh, animation series in like the seventies called Ooh. Uh, the well, series. It was after the original series, the live right. action series, but before the next generation. That's right, what he but... just said. Yes, you're correct. Oh, is that Penny? Yeah. Hi, Penny. Hello, Penny. Would you like to be our intern? Our, our interim intern? Oh, an interim intern. What about an extern? You can be an extern. That way they don't have to pay you. Oh, we don't pay. We don't interns. pay either way. We paid in dog treats. You're not going to get any dog treats, Penny. Oh, poor Penny. Maybe later. <laughs> okay, okay, so we have Toss, animated yeah. series, The New Go Generation. The next, the next generation. generation. The next generation. And which other ones did they have? Then they had uh, Voyager and uh, Deep Space Nine. 
You had nothing to say about Voyager. No, I, I, I like Voyager. <laughs> He's so. just giving us the overview. This is the oh, umbrella right. part He's of the conversation. Line. Yes. And then, then after that, they had one, one more, which was Enterprise. And then it sort of went dormant on TV side until, uh, till streaming came out. And they've, I don't know, they've released like three or four streaming shows which well so here's none of them so. so here's what happened paramount was like hey we have the rights to this thing that's really popular it's called star truck is it something <laughs> tracks tracks with an x do, do you think we could do something with that and so it was like sure we'll see what we could do with it and then they made like 16 streaming tv shows well that's not entirely true there's three so the first one that came out on what is now Paramount Plus, but what was previously CBS All Access was- Which may or may not be a sponsor. CBS All Access may or may Uh, not be a sponsor. Star Trek Discovery. Then Star Trek Lower Decks, which is an animated series that is about the lesser known characters. Wait, no. be quite funny. I know what it's about. It's like Downton Abbey. It is a little bit. It's downstairs. Yes, it's the downstairs (laughs) part of Downton Abbey. And then there's a new one coming out called Star Trek Prodigy, which is about a bunch of kids who Doogie find- Hauser. It, it's no, about Doogie Hauser. <laughs> no, that's on Disney Plus. They rebooted Doogie Hauser. Well, what? They, they rebooted Doogie it? They, they really? Remade, yeah, it's called Doogie Kamea Aloha. And Doogie is now a female teenager in Hawaii. That's sidetracking. Okay, no, 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 no. Did you also notice that they remade The Wonder Years? Yes, and I don't know why. Why? Okay. With Don yes, with Don, with Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. With Don Cheadle, but he's not. He's the, he's the voiceover. He's, he's the voiceover. Yes, he's the voiceover. Yeah, he's he's adult Fred Savage, except it's not Fred Savage. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. Okay, all right. You, you forgot one last one, Picard. Well, oh right, Picard. Yes, which is about Picard, the captain oh, he, he, on he, he Next know? Generation, and a bunch of other Next Generationy people were on it. Do you know who uh, Picard is? Do you know any of the generation people? I know Jean-Luc Picard. Is that him? Yes! Yay! I know a thing. Do you know who played him? Uh, William Shatner's child. Close. Do you know who William Shatner played? Captain Kirk. Very good. So who played him? Patrick Stewart. Come on. Oh, oh, I did know that. Sir, that's Sir Patrick Stewart to you. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Now that you said that, I did know that. Oh, wait. So they weren't the same. No. They weren't... It takes place, what, 50 to 100 years after Toss or the original series? Okay. Can we? Okay. You talk about Prodigy and then we'll talk about a timeline. I'm okay. going to need a timeline here. The last bit about Prodigy is that a bunch of kids find what is basically in a Starfleet training ship and there is a hologram of Captain Janeway from. Uh, Star Trek Voyager, the only female captain. Um, well, until Discovery, I think now they have another female captain. And so Kate Mulgrew is on that show as well. But it's also an animated series, so it's just her voice, probably. Who's Kate Mulgrew? She played Captain Janeway. How much does a Janeway? <laughs> what's, no. a Jane, what's a Janeway? <laughs> I don't like to guess about how much women weigh. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yes, we're not going to do that. So there's lots of different flavors. So, okay. So Tony, give me the timeline in the show. In the TV show. Okay. So you have original series, which was 2300, 2400 between that, those two. And then TNG was Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. They all happen, what, 2500 probably. And then Voyager happens the same time around then. And then Enterprise is like the prequel to the original series. So an Enterprise, Scott Bakula plays the captain on that show. And he <gasps> I had, love Scott Bakula. Like, and, and didn't he have a beagle? I feel like he had a beagle. He had a dog on the Enterprise. But that show is about the very first captain of the Starship Enterprise. And he has a name, but I don't remember what it was. Do you remember, Tony, the character he played? No, but it wasn't Enterprise from the original series. It was like this really crappy shit but it was the first ship it was like the beginning of starfleet yeah, right? it was the first called, ship called it was called enterprise but it's not the same enterprise yes. from, which whose first captain was captain pike i believe yes before james tiberius Kirk. all right so tony wait i want to know when was the uh okay so the prequel was what year it's just right after i guess they get space flight or warp speed so 
2,400, 2,300. I'm sure you'll fact check all of this and put actual dates at the bottom. No, no, we won't. I guess really the question I'm trying to ask is like, okay, so in Back to the Future, part two, which Alex says is terrible, but he is wrong. They're in a year that like we have now had, right? They're still in the pretty far future. The original series was what, 1967. So they imagined a future... I believe in like 1999, there were the genetic wars and then there was World War Three, And yep. then from the ashes of World War Three, they invented the, the warp drive. That's how, you know, Star Trek starts. Yeah, well, that all happened. So that passes the sniff test. Wait, but was Prince in their version of 1999? Because I feel like if they had Prince, why would there be genetic wars? Unless everyone wanted to be like Prince. No? Tonight I'm going to party like it's 1999. Listeners, they are making faces at me like, ugh. All right, so there was a genetic war and then World War III and the world went to crap and then they invented warp speed, time travel. What did they invent? So everything's really far away in space and like the closest star to us is 40 light years away. So the fastest you could possibly get there if you were the speed of light is 40 years. So you need to go a lot faster than that. So you need warp drive, which allows you to go far distances really quick. So this allows me to put on my nerd hat. Oh, wait, I never take it off. Um, she never takes it off. Star Trek is a subgenre of science fiction called space opera. And in space opera, there's basically two flavors. There's where you don't have faster than light travel and where you do. So where you don't have faster than light travel, you have things like generation ships where people are like, we're going to go settle a new planet. And we know we're getting on this ship and like three or four generations later that actually settle this planet, right? Or, or um, they freeze you or something like that. Or, or they freeze you. That is also an option. Yeah. Like in that creepy one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and um, Chris Pratt where he unfroze her. Oh, sorry, that's kind of a spoiler for that movie. Um, Because you don't know why. in like the first 20 minutes he unfreezes her. Well, right, but but like she doesn't know that he did it. Right, right, right. Yeah, anywho. But then there's faster than light travel. And if you have faster than light travel, you can basically go wherever you want very quickly, which is a really excellent storytelling device because it means you don't have to be like, oh, we want to go to this other planet. All right, we'll just do nothing for like 20 years. far more interesting or wait what about where does ready jet go fit in i think they have ftl they're an alien species that created that technology and then they brought it to earth and then they take their friends to other places fast and they have a pet named sunspot who's kind of like a really smart dog he's very cute he's very cute he's not a dog so all right so you have not faster than light Faster than light. Oh, FTL. God, guys, we're going to have to have like a, a TLA list here. An for acronym, this. yes. An acronym list. Uh, no, TLA, three-letter acronym. So that's what Star Trek is. That's what the warp drive is, yes. Got it. And it allows and, them to explore. Tony, is it like a monster of the week kind yeah, of a thing? Yeah, so with the original series, there was no overarching story really between episodes. So it's like, they go to the planet where there's Nazis or they go to the planet where there's gangsters and you'd have these different planets and the, the aliens would just happen to look like humans and they'd be some from some genre of old TV shows. And they were the Western planet, which if I remember that episode right, it was like a, I think it was actually they were trapped inside like a simulation or something where they did the Western episode. They were in the OK Corral, so... and. They had to like fight them. And if you believe that you got shot, you would die. But since they knew it was simulation, they were able to to survive. So that's an episode. So it's a planet of planet of the week, basically, or or alien of the week. Now they have some overarching aliens like the the Cleons, which they they fight. And the Cleons are like the equivalent of, I guess, the Russians back then. Like there's a cold war between the two. Or the Federation, okay. which is Earth, the Vulcans, which is what Spock is and other alien races are together in the Federation. So Tony, what is it that you love about Star Trek? Why do you like Star Trek so much? Well, I guess I like the movies the most. I guess I just like science fiction. And back then, when I was a kid, there, there really wasn't too much of it on TV. You had Star Trek. And I guess, yeah, movies like Star Wars, but that's more sci-fi fantasy. Star Trek's not really that hard of a science fiction, I guess people would argue so it is definitely not hard science fiction they don't spend a lot of time explaining how the stuff works it's just does which is you know fine 
Let's, so let's wait, talk. so let's talk about the movies then, if you like the movies well, more. Right. So that's so, what I was just gonna say. Okay, okay. well, fine. So, so here's the lore about the movies. The lore about Star Trek movies is that the even ones are good and the odd ones stink. Tony, discuss. I would say my favorites are are the or at least the original series would be the the evens. My favorite one is Star Trek Two. Okay, so now I have to say something. Yeah. Oh! Okay, you cut out there, which was perfect. So yeah. I'm glad, audience. You've heard that. You've had to heard that before. Okay, right? so Star Trek II, uh, The Wrath of Khan. Because they did it in Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of The Wrath of Khan. I, I am aware so, of this. So I saw this movie, and the only thing I took away from it was there was this guy named Khan, and he was wrathful. That was it. <laughs> Wait, did he start the Khan Academy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they did the first movie it wasn't too well received so when they decided to make the second movie they uh said well what can we do and they're like well let's pull something from the original series though so khan was a character in the original series he was from the genetic wars in 1999 and he had escaped off the planet and a spaceship and the enterprise finds this spaceship and he's frozen because they didn't have warp speed when he escaped off the the planet ah. they find him unfreeze him and uh he decides, which was their first mistake they're like well we'll let you read up on everything and he's like super genetically smart so he's able to read up and understand all the enterprises systems and stuff so he decides to hijack the enterprise kirk tries to stop him from hijacking the enterprise he eventually does and kirk banishes him to a planet seti alpha six i believe Kirk just leaves him there. So 30 years later, another spaceship is going around that area and they land on while they beam down. So Star Trek has transporters. You know that, right, Stephanie? Beam me up, Scotty. Right. right. So they, and they're on their wrist, right? They're like, they're like Casio watches. <laughs> no, no, those are the communicators are on their wrists. Oh, so they communicate and say, beam me up. And then a bloop comes and well, beams the them up. The original series had the flip phone, basically, the flip communicator. Ooh, they didn't have the watch gadget. No, and then Next Generation, they tapped their little badge. Oh, well, that's more convenient, I guess. Um, okay, so this Khan guy was in the original series, oh, and right. then... So in the, in the second one, he shows up. He ends up hijacking another spaceship. Basically, he uh, sends out, like, a stress signal, and Kirk goes to, to check it out, and he sees, well, this other spaceship, which is... Starfleet spaceship. So he's like, well, there's nothing to worry about. He doesn't raise his shields or anything like that. So then Khan basically starts shooting at the Enterprise and the Enterprise gets all like blown up. It's all in pieces. And then Khan is like, he communicates to him. He's like over the view screen. So when anyone wants to talk in Star Trek, there's basically a view screen. So basically they have Zoom. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's very large. It's in the, the spaceship bridge. So Khan is like, you screwed me over. Uh, you left me in this planet to rot, and I'm going to basically uh, kill you. And, and fuck uh, you. He was very wrathful. Right. Is, is what was happening. Kirk says, well, wh what can I do? And Khan's like, well, you have some information that I want. The spaceship that had gone to visit that planet, which Khan was on, was looking for a lifeless planet so they could test their new... Uh, new system which when you shoot it on a lifeless planet it basically is allows it to generate life so they had to find a planet with completely no life on it. they went to the planet where khan was on because it didn't look like there was life on it when they get there well khan is there and they're like what, what what's going on here and khan's like yeah captain kirk he left me here on this planet and basically it, it got knocked out of its orbit so even though it was like a good planet to live on originally, it became this worthless desert. So Khan is all pissed. That's why he's, he's angry at Kirk, basically. He wants the information on the system that's able to like rework matter into life. Well, if you shoot that on a planet that already has life on it, it would be like a super weapon and kill everything on that planet. So back to the ship where Khan tells him, give me the information and I'll let your crew live. And... Kirk's like, well, give me six, 60 seconds to send it to you. So Kirk asks Scotty, who's the engineer, can we shoot anything or do anything? And Scotty's like, 
well, you don't have enough power to get through his shields. So Kirk talks to Spock and he's like, well, what can we do? And they're like, well, we can basically hack their computer. So there's like a secret code that all these Federation ships have. And we put in the code and that'll lower his shield. So the 60 seconds are up and Khan's like, are you ready to send it to me? And then Kirk's like, here it comes. And they put in the code, which is uh, 16309. I remember that. <laughs> it's, it's a very short code. I, I think most people's phones would be locked with a lot more digits than that nowadays. And, One, two, uh, three, four, five. That's the kind of combination an idiot would have on his luggage. That's amazing. Combination of my luggage and change the combination of my luggage. So, so basically, then Kirk's able to shoot him because the shields go down. He retreats, and later on, they can, can we jump to the end? Doesn't he kill Spock at the end? Oh, spoilers! Yeah, by at, the way. The very, at the very end, the very end, the Enterprise basically defeats Khan's ship. The Khan was able to get that device, which will destroy like planets and everything. He's like, "Well, I'm just going to set this off and kill everyone because the." Enterprise is, is so damaged, its warp speed doesn't work. So uh, Spock at the very end, well, he has to fix the, the warp drive. So he has to go back into the like nuclear plant and he's like all like messing with it. And at the very end, the warp drive works and they're like, let's go, Scotty, get us out of here. And they, they warp speed. And then uh, Kirk realizes that Spock went down there and he goes down and Spock's like dying because of all the radiation. Oh, so they killed Spock. Well, Spock Spock, uh, sacrificed himself. It sounds more like they screwed up and like ran him over in the driveway. Okay, okay. I have a lot of questions. Okay, Okay, question one. So the movies... It sounds like they continue the story of the original series, yeah, or at least some of them. Until, until like Star Trek Generations, right? Which was number what, like six? No, seven. Eight. Seven. seven. Okay. So the original series was supposed to be like a five year journey. Star Trek One takes place after Captain Kirk is not the captain of the Enterprise anymore. And nobody and- liked it. No, and Star Trek 1 is very super, like, sci-fi, and people didn't like that there was no action or anything like it. So the plot of Star Trek 1 is the Voyager probe that we sent out. Oh, with the golden records? Right, right. The Voyager probe that we sent out somehow kept on going, got picked up by aliens or something. They upgraded it, and it became, like, some super giant ship. And it, it comes back to Earth and it's trying to like destroy everything because it, it forgot what its purpose was. And the Enterprise has to, to go into it and try to figure out what's going on because it, they don't know it's the Voyager probe because it, it calls itself Voyager. And like at the end, they like wipe off the plaque because the, the O was like covered up by dirt. So, so basically they were just- It's Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> right, it's Planet of the Apes, yes. So who was the captain? I think- in the first one, he comes onto the ship, Captain Kirk, he comes on a ship and's like, I'm just going to take over for the other guy. And I don't remember the other guy's name. And in Star Trek II, he's an admiral and Spock is now captain. But because he's an admiral and they're on like a training mission when they're doing it, he's like takes over again. And the third one, which is my favorite of the, the odd ones. That's, uh, uh, that's the search for Spock, right? Search for Spock. So Spock dies. At the end of two, you know, in, in, in sea movies or in the Navy, if you die on the ship, they dump you overboard, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, in space, they, they shoot you out in a torpedo, basically. And when Khan had set off this bomb at the very end, it ended up making a planet. And they shoot the torpedo onto the planet, Fox dead. And then in the third one, you find out that Spock, before he died, he basically... Vulcan mind melded with Bones, which is the doctor. He basically transferred his mind to Bones because in, in Vulcan culture, I guess you're supposed to do something with your mind before you die. They have to find Spock's body and they have to go back to the planet. They, they go to ask Starfleet, can we take the Enterprise back? And they're like, nope, you can't take it back. That planet's restricted. It's a big mess. And uh, they go ahead and they steal the Enterprise. <gasps> no. Yeah. They steal Enterprise. And while they're going back to the planet, some Cleons are there. And they're in a spaceship. 
and they want to figure out the secret of this planet because they think it's going to be a big weapon and everything. They end up fighting the Enterprise and they shoot like a couple photon torpedoes and Enterprise is so broken up from the uh, last movie, it like fully stops, like they can't shoot anything. And there's not many people on the, the spaceship, just Captain Kirk, Bones, Scotty, Chekhov. What was Chekhov on it? Chekhov. Peek up and drop off. Chekhov is the, is the uh, Russian weapons officer on Star Trek. So here's the thing. If I were going to steal a spaceship, I would steal one that was functional. Yeah, they should have stolen a different one, but they stole the Enterprise. Because <laughs> they love the Enterprise. View screen again, the Cleon, who you would know from Back to the Future because the Cleon in there is uh, Doc Brown. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah. It's Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did not mention that Khan is R- Ricardo Montalban. From the love boat? Yes. No, from Fantasy Island. Fantasy oh, Island, right. Whatever, same thing. Ricardo. No, totally. <laughs> Wait, is he Anigo Montoya? No. You killed Mandy. my father. That's prepare Mandy. to die. Oh, right. So, not to be confused with Barry Manilow. So the Klingons have these like brow ridgy things. In the original series, they were just like there was a lot less makeup. Like less, people less. Were, they put on like dark makeup and like some eyebrows and stuff. They didn't have like the full ridges and everything until the next generation. And I think there's an episode in Next Generation where they do time travel or they do like an alternate universe and they see like the original Cleons and they're like to Worf, who's a Cleon in Next Generation. Well, what's the deal? Why, why'd you look like that back then? And you look like this now. And it's like, we don't talk about that. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the production values on the original series while we're talking about makeup changes so tony you watched the these as a kid so maybe you didn't maybe this didn't bother you as much i tried to watch the original star trek I, wait when when did you try to watch it uh, a few years oh, ago in the 2000s and the, yeah and i was trying really hard to get into it despite the cheesiness of the effects until I got to an episode where the quote alien was just a dog in a Halloween costume and as much as I love dogs I was like I'm out like which which episode was that is that the one where they they're underground it was it was like a dog in a Halloween costume and then they like put him in the uh, transporter and then he got like mean for some reason and then it was just a growly dog. Okay, a wait a minute. Costume. Wait a minute. You I you don't like remember that episode at all. And you like a show where they had garbage cans as the you know bad guys. <laughs> but they're you don't not, want a dog in a costume. garbage cans. They had plungers <laughs> attached. So they are clearly not garbage cans. Okay, also, garbage cans with plungers. Let's go into garbage can one. These are Daleks. I'm talking about the Daleks. Oh, Doctor Who? Doctor Who? So Erica didn't much care for 1960s production values in in the 2010s. Defend yourself, Tony. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say they're that good. I mean, some people have gone through and they've redone all the like spaceship shots. And they've done it in CG from their mm-hmm. original models and stuff. So they've redone all that. Um, but yeah, anything on the planet wise, it's styrofoam rocks. Or... So here it is. What episode of Star Trek is this creature from? It was the Alpha 177K9 seen in the episode The Enemy Within. And it was very clearly a dog in a Halloween costume. I guess it's been a while since I've seen any of the original episodes. I do not remember this one. So, well, of, okay. of course, Erica would remember the one with the dog. With the dog, even though it was supposed to be an alien. Okay, so you couldn't get into the story, even though it was cheese? I mean, we love well, cheese. Well, the, the problem is the episodes back then were, you know, they're, they're really progressive. We have every all these different races on the spaceship. Oh, but, yes, really <laughs> progressive. The one black woman was wearing a mini skirt that was basically cut up to her was, evil. Wait, wait a second. I was saying back then. It was back then. You didn't have yes. anyone. Having, having Ahura, who was a black woman in a position of power on the bridge of the Enterprise, was quite progressive, but it was the 1960s, so she was wearing the type of mini skirt that was basically non-existent. The original Star Trek series also had a slight problem with sexism. Kirk was a bit of a womanizer, if I remember correctly. Well, I mean, William Shatner is so hot. 
Well, he was back then. He was very cute when he was young. Eh. I think they even have an episode. It's one of the final episodes where they're like talking about how a woman shouldn't be captain. It's ridiculous to think about it today that 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 was like an episode. I mean, obviously women should not be captains. They're quite emotional with with their, you know, their women times and everything. No, I thought you were going to say women shouldn't be captains because they should be whatever is higher than that. Okay, so let's talk characters from the original series. There's Captain James Tiberius Kirk, obviously, played by William Shatner. There is Mr. Spock, played by Leonard Nimoy, who, as Stephanie said, when he had to come up with the Vulcan live long and prosper hand symbol, Leonard Nimoy was Jewish. So he came up with something which was to split two fingers and two fingers into a V that rabbis use when they're blessing the congregation. So that's why... It is a Jewish symbol. It's actually a little bit hard to do. It is Um, hard to do, especially in my left hand. That is a little piece of Judaism in Star Trek. We have Bones, who is the doctor, who says things like, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a paleontologist. Or I'm a doctor, not a doctor. Wait, wait, I'm a doctor, not a doctor. Exactly. Scotty the engineer. He was Scottish, was he not? Yeah, Scotty wasn't his actual name, right? He just was a Scottish dude, correct? Chief Engineer Montgomery Scott. Oh, so he was Scottish and also his name was Scott. Yeah. We had Ohura, who, did she have a job or was she just a pretty face on the No, she was the communications officer. Oh, sure. Make the women be the communications officer because they're good at typing or whatever. No, No, talking. Radios and comms and everything. So basically, she was the secretary. That's what I'm here. And then we had Chekhov. Um, Pick up and drop off. I'm just going to say that again. Who am I missing? Well, that, that's the main. Oh, Sulu. Sulu. We're missing Sulu. Yes. George oh, George Takai. I know him. Okay. So, and, and then, then there's. The Cleons and the Romulans. Mm-hmm. Oh, the so, Romulans. So if you're a real nerd, not like me a real nerd, the, the Klingon language is like a thing that nerds speak. But is it a real language? I've always wondered this. So they hired a language expert? I think that they did that in Next Generation, though. I don't think they did that in the original one, right? Yeah, I think in the third movie, they had to have some Cleon language. Now, I don't know if they used any of the words that they used in Next Generation. They had a few words that they said. But they hired someone to, like, write a whole language. A linguist? A a linguist. Yes, and people speak Klingon, like... This is a thing. Like how you took French, nerds learn Klingon. Do they have that in high school? Do they have AP Klingon? They probably do in some nerd high schools. All right. So now we have all the characters. I understand that the movies were, at least the first three movies, lived in the same time. The first six movies, right? First six. six. Because then after Search for Spock, there was, was for the return home, was that the one where they went to San Francisco, modern day San Francisco, or was that six? Yeah, the boy, voyage home. The voyage cool. home, okay. And then I don't know what five or six were, but then seven was Star Trek Generations, which was a movie that had both Captain Kirk and Captain Picard and transitioned the movies from the original series to the next generation, correct? Right. So six was uh, the undiscovered country. And then five was direct, directed by William Shatner. It's it's considered the worst of them. He goes he goes to like the center of the galaxy to find God because his ship gets hijacked by Spock's brother, and the person they find is, is like this fake God. So right. we go back. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Can we go back? So was Spock dead or was Spock not dead? Oh, so because he because he got torpedoed onto that planet which was like remaking life it like rebooted his whole body and he he started out like as a baby he grew up and he like quickly aged and at the end they uh, transfer his like memories and stuff which he had put in mccoy back into spock but oh uh, that was convenient yes very convenient because in, in star trek 2 he didn't want to film the movies anymore. So he was like, I'm sick of these movies. And I'm out. So like, we'll kill you off. And at the very end, they're like, well, we're going to kill you off now. And it's like, well, I'm not sure if I don't want to do them anymore. So they put in that out scene where they had him transfer his memories. And then in the third one, he said, I'll come back, but you have to let me direct. So he directed the third one. So is so this, that's why so the wait. odd ones are bad because... So- <laughs> I don't think the third one is bad. I like. I think the third one is the best of the odd ones. So Leonard Nimoy comes back. He. Oh, the other thing that we didn't talk about with Spock that we should talk about is so Spock is. A Wait, I know he has no emotions. 
He, he has, has emotions. Vulcans are very logical creatures, but Spock is not a full Vulcan, right? Isn't his mother a human? Yeah, half human. He's got a little bit more emotions like than some of his relatives, right? Because he's partially human. Right, and the whole lore with Vulcans isn't that they have no emotions. It was that they had so like strong of emotions that they were killing themselves. So they made this code that, you know, you would do stuff by logic and you would repress your emotions. So all their emotions are very repressed and they try to be logical with everything. So they're like Catholics. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like uh, in Book of Mormon, turn it off like a light switch, just go poof. Yeah, like that. So he's very logical, but he's a little less so because his mom is human. I guess humans and Vulcans can mate. Can humans and other like Klingons and Romulans and, and okay corralers mate? Well, I mean, Captain Kirk's short tried to mate with all those alien women. Is that true? He just had a lot of sex with them, didn't he? He was well, kind of I... corn dog. Implied, <laughs> implied. They wouldn't show it because it was a family program. Okay, so they can mate. Is this what we're saying? Well, well, I mean, they can mate, but whether they can have kids, they don't really explain how it's possible. I mean, they had a very limited budget, so all the aliens basically looked like humans. Right. Uh, okay, so it, it was close enough that you could buy that there were people who were mixed race. Also progressive. Look at that. Yes, I mean, Spock is technically mixed race, right? Because he is part Vulcan and part human. But does he have a Mazer Phaser Baser? <laughs> Steffi and I like to play Star Munchkin. For those of you who don't know, it's like an RPG card game where you can combine very various silly. lasers. Yes, it definitely has some <laughs> particular Star Trek references in it, as well as Star Wars and lots of other things. The second expansion is called The Clown Wars. <laughs> So it's clearly got a Star Wars bent. Bent, yes. But there's also an expansion called Landing Party. So that's clearly a Star Trek thing because that's what they would do. They would fly over a planet and then a bunch of them would decide that they would beam down onto the planet and that was the landing party. Okay, can we talk about the beaming? So how does beaming work? Did they invent that when they invented warping? How did that work, Tony? I don't think they say when they when they invented it, but... They basically had invented it for the show because they didn't want to pay the money to have like a ship landing on the planet each time. So it was easier just to do like a small ship landing on the planet when you needed to land there. So instead they came up with the transporter. Didn't I, they use like water with confetti in it? Like stir it to look like the beaming? Yeah, I don't know how they did it back then. So also let's have a philosophical conversation. If you have transport where your matter is disintegrated and then you are rebuilt from other atoms on the planet. Are you still you? Well, they, they do those episodes a lot. There's always a transporter episode in every series where something goes wrong with the transporter or they use the transporter to fix something. There was a episode in Voyager, which no one really talks about, but where two characters, they're in the transporter at the same time. Yeah. They get merged into one person. Oh, they, it's a the fly situation? Yeah, so there's this Vulcan called Tuvok, and then there's this other alien called Neelix, who's really annoying. And then Tuvok is like super logical. And when they merge the two, the whole crew kind of likes their merged person a lot better. And at the end, they find out this merged person they call Tuvix or Nevix or something. Benefer, Benefer. It's a combination <laughs> of their two names. And they finally figure out how to split them up. And the merged person's they like- They kind of don't want to. <laughs> the merged person's like, uh, but you would be killing me if you, you split me up. And- the captain's like, well, I have to think about it. And she's like, I'm going to split you up. They're like grabbing. He's like, no, you can't do this to me. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. And she ends up splitting him. So like she had to decide whether it was okay to kill someone and then split him up or not split him up. So they kind of did that question. Oh, I meant more like you beam down to the planet. There's no like oxygen or anything, but you're now made up of completely different molecules than you were when you started. Yeah, but that's the same thing. I mean, the point that Tony's making is that like they are doing episodes where right. they're like, what if something weird happened with the transporter? Fair. Okay. Should we talk about the Borg or do you not want to talk about the Borg? No, what's, we can. A, yeah. what's a Borg? Wait, a cyborg? No, actually not a cyborg. 
So the Borg are in the uh, next generation. They're supposed to be like this invincible. Basically a hive mind. Right. Who apparently has a queen, though. Do you know yeah. what a hive mind is? They all think the same. Is it like groupthink? Yes. Right. Okay. They, have, they make a consensus and stuff like that. Right. And they have like a psychic connection. And yeah. they want to take over other other races or aliens and then turn them also into Borg. Yeah, they want to like assimilate them into the hive. All of them collectively are Borg. The yeah. Borg, yes. The Borg. Okay, got it. That's like um, sort of in Steal the Stars at the end. That's a podcast. Yes. Yeah, so okay. there was this character, Seven of Nine, who was a Borg, but then I think she got like separated, right? Yeah, so she's in Voyager. Yeah, she's in Voyager. This actress, Jerry Ryan, who basically wears like a skin tight suit and like one little like thing over her eye. That was like her whole deal. But yeah, she was a Borg, but then I think she got like separated from the hive mind. Right. Trying to like make her like, you know, an independent thinker. Right. She has to learn how to, to not be part of it. Okay. So they are a race. Like how many of these people are there? Well, at least nine, since she was seven of nine. I'm just kidding. There's a lot more than nine. They're in another sector of space that's very, very far away. Right. So Voyager was set in like a very far sector of space. Was it the Delta Quadrant? I want to say it was the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, yeah. It's either Delta or Gamma. So Voyager is like basically the only one I watched because I liked that it had a female captain. And it was like in syndication. So it would be like on, you know, like Channel 11 on Sunday afternoons or something. It was just sort of there. Okay, I'm sorry. I need to back up. Let's review. We had the original series. Then we had seven movies. And the last of the seven movies was like the baton toss from Shatner to Stewart. Right. And then did they make more TV shows? Did they make more movies? So by the time the seventh movie came out, the next generation had already been on TV. Right. The movies were still about the original crew, but you had this show on in the 90s about the next generation. And then in movie seven, they passed the baton. And then how many more movies were there with next generation? There were a lot, right? There was uh, First Contact, which was good again, because Generations was technically an odd. Right, because First Contact was number eight. And then there was Insurrection, which was terrible. And then Breaking It is the final one, which was terrible again. I don't remember the name of the last one. What was it? Star Trek, not a good movie. No, so <laughs> that would have been the 10th one, and it, it wasn't very good. Then they did the reboots. Which J.J. Uh, Abrams directed, which was Star Trek, and then was it Into the Darkness? Why yeah. it was Into the Darkness, oh, which they basically that- did Wrath of Khan again. And Benedict Cumberbatch played Khan, and everyone was like, he's not playing Khan, but he totally was. Right, it, it doesn't even make any sense, because Khan is supposed to be like Indian. Or Sikh, I think, is specifically. And that they picked <laughs> they, Well, why didn't they get the Khan Academy guy for the reboot? That yeah, I don't the understand. Question. They're they're related. I mean, what is that guy's name? I've seen him. I don't know what it is. Is his first name Khan? No, Khan's his last name. His first name is Mr. <laughs> uh, from from Star Trek, it's Khan Noonien Singh. Oh no, oh. this is this is the guy from Khan Academy. Khan's oh. his last name. I no, Khan is his Khan is his first name. Academy is his last name, obviously. Uh, uh, I see. Okay, so the TV shows are happening and then the movies are sort of going along and now we have the next generation in the 90s. And how long was that on for? That was on like for a really long time. 93, probably seven years, seven or eight seasons they did at least. Yeah, so that was a very popular television program, apparently. Apparently. At the tail end of it, they sort of did tail end of next generation they released voyager and deep space nine yeah which were both syndicated was was next generation syndicated yeah i think so because it was on channel 11 channel 11 for those of you who did not grow up where we grew up was the like off-brand non-network channel which like the was cw is today right well it's yes. the cw today but it was wasn't it like it like, wasn't anything but didn't it have a name it was like P-I-X or yeah, like... Yeah, W-P-I-X. It's W-P-I-X. W-P-I-X. Okay, yes. But yes, it didn't have a name and then it became the CW and then it had Supergirl on it or well, whatever. Well, actually, first it became the WB. The WB and, with Dawson's Creek, right. Channel 9 was UPN and the WB and UPN, they merged like uh, like Neelix and, uh, <laughs> and Tupac, <laughs> but nobody separated them. Wait, did you say Tupac? <laughs> He's not dead, by the way, Tupac. 
he, he and Elvis are just hanging out. I know. I saw Men in Black. So, okay. So the next generation was on for a long time. It was on from 1987 to 1994. Okay. Oh, I got the year completely wrong. And then what happened? Then well, they, then it went off the air. Yeah. So they had Voyager and Deep Space Nine were sort of ran together. And once those ended, they did Enterprise. And that only lasted two or three seasons. Yes. That and, was the one with Scott Bakula and his Beagle. Okay, so we're in Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Those were the next group of people. Well, they yeah. were on different ships. So yeah, the, they happened around the original, Right, so the original was the Starship Enterprise, and then the next generation was the next crew on the Enterprise. So Jean-Luc Picard was the captain of the Enterprise. Yeah, Voyager and, and Deep Space Nine were two different Starfleet ships. They were two different Federation ships. Voyager was the Voyager. Deep Space Nine was, was it the Deep Space Nine? It was a space station. Oh, right. That one was a space station, sort of like Babylon 5, but completely different. So Voyager was like a different ship. So it was like, you know, if I were captaining like, you know, the SS Minnow and you were captaining like, you know, the Santa Maria or whatever, it's just a different ship. Yeah, but no, no, because those are not at the same time. It would be more if you were the Nina and I was the Pinta. Okay. <laughs> so what you're saying is the Gilligan's Island ship did not coexist with one of Columbus's ships? Hey, did you guys know that Newport News was named for Captain Newport, who was on the ship that uh, landed at Jamestown? I did know that. You know how I knew that? Because I read it in one of Oliver's books. <laughs> yes, my child told me that. <laughs> Tony probably just knew that because Tony's smart. I didn't know that. There's a random fact. The Outer Bridge... Yes, oh, we know the guys named Outer, Outer Bridge. bridge. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not the bridge that's outer. It, the guy's name was Outer, outer bridge. bridge. I it's know. It was a woman? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. There are no female engineers. That's not the thing. <laughs> I think it was a woman. Well, either way, the, the fact that that person's name is Outer Bridge is like the best ever. So, so on a work call, I broke out my fact that George Orwell named 1984-1984 because he was writing it in 1948 and he just flipped the digits. And everyone was like, is that real or did you make that up? And I was like, oh no, that's real. Well, also, I mean, you would never make anything up. No, because I know everything, so I don't need to make it. <laughs> so, Tony, if you were a listener of this podcast and you're still listening at this point, what should somebody absolutely know about Star Trek? What do you recommend if you're a total Star Trek newbie? Like, do you start with Wrath of Khan? Do you start with the episode with the dog in the Halloween costume? Like, where do you start? If, if I was starting Star Trek, I wouldn't start off with the original series, even though I like that one, because I saw that one as a kid, but it hasn't aged well. It's if a you bit seen it when you were a kid. Yeah, it's a bit it really cheating. Aged well. If you're going to watch a series, I'd watch Next Generation. But the movies, I would say all you can watch all the movies. It's a they're not that long. It's not like nowadays when it's a two or three hour movie. Yeah, I mean, like the movie started coming out what, like in the eighties. Rafikon was eighty two. Seventy nine yeah. was the first one, and then I think eighty six was Star Trek four. That's time travel episode. That's where Ooh. they go back into the past to save the whale. <laughs> to quote modern day San Francisco. I would watch the, the movies, Next Generation. And then if you still like them, I guess uh, people, I, I never saw Deep Space Nine, but that's supposed to be like the gritty Star Trek. Apparently. Yeah, I never watched Deep Space Nine. I liked Voyager. As a teenager, I enjoyed that there was a female captain. But you also enjoyed Sailor Moon. So let's like, you know, not talk about taste or anything. Hey! Lots of people like Sailor Moon. Also, that was mean. Also, <laughs> I do have something to say about Next Generation, which Stephanie will find exciting. One of the characters, I believe the character he played was named Jordy, was played by your friend and mine, Mr. Reading Rainbow himself, LeVar, LeVar Burton. Burton. I know. I love him. <laughs> I love LeVar Burton so much and I love his podcast and on LeVar Burton Reads, that's the name of his podcast, before he starts reading the story, he says, let's take a deep breath and begin. And I love that. I love everything about it. I love everything about LeVar Burton. I tried to get Oliver to watch Reading Rainbow, but it, it he wasn't that into it. Tony, have your kids watched Reading Rainbow? No. No. He likes, uh, he's still watching like younger kids shows right now, so. Team Umizoomi. <laughs> I don't know if you know that one. No, we never did that one. Um, and he likes Peppa Pig. And then your other child is what, in college now? Seventh grade. She's on the volleyball team now. 
I know. I saw. See, Erica misses out by not being on Facebook, but she's killing it. Does she miss out? Does she? Yeah, that is that is a really good question. And if you want to watch like some homage shows, you know, there's the Galaxy Quest movie. I love Galaxy Quest. It's one of my favorite favorite movies. So it's a movie for those of you who don't know about that would a, be me. I don't know a group of actors who were on a Star Trek like television show, which got beamed out, you know, like all of our TV and radio signals do. And this group of aliens comes to Earth, and they think that Galaxy Quest, the TV show, was a documentary. The show is long over, and they only reunite, like, you know, to go to sci-fi conventions, and now they have to deal with these aliens who think that this was all real. It is excellent. And And, and they ask them to save their, their world from these other aliens. Like, they have to pretend that it was all real, because otherwise the aliens might destroy Earth. Alan Rickman, Severus Snape himself, is in it. He died. He did. I was sad. That's sad. It's basically the plot of Three Amigos, if you ever saw that. Um, Wait, was that the one with Donald Duck? No, that was Three Caballeros. Three Amigos <laughs> was with Martin Short and Steve Martin, right? Yeah, yeah. And Chevy Chase, I think. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Yeah. yeah. Can we briefly talk about Only Murders in the Building? We cannot because that is going to be our next episode. We are, but I know about that. That is the point. We're going to change up the format. All right. We're going to do like another good good place. Okay. All right. That's cool. Uh, Go ahead, Eric. And then I have a question for Jenny. Can we talk a little bit about Will Wheaton too? So Next Generation, there was this character, uh, Withley Crusher, who was like a teenage character. And this guy, Will Wheaton, played him. And he is like a nerd hero for some reason. Do you know why, Tony? Well, I know that he was on the Big Bang Theory as himself. Everyone hated his guts on the show. Like, they hated his character. Right. So why is Will Wheaton such a nerd hero then? I mean, I don't dislike him, but, like, I don't get, like, the whole Will Wheaton phenomenon. I guess because he stole those cameos for stuff, maybe. I don't know. He's not, like, one of the people who hates what he did. You know, some people, they'll do Star Trek and they'll be like, this sucks, but I don't want anything to do with it. But he, like, accepts it. I guess people like it. At least he's not embarrassed about doing Star Trek, like certain people. The thing about Star Trek is, even if you've never seen Star Trek, like Star Wars and like a lot of other things, it's very much baked into the pop culture. There's all these references, right? Like Red Shirt, the book that John Scalzi wrote. Even if you've never seen it, you probably get these references, right? Like we were talking about Galaxy Quest. It's, It's just one of those things, because it's been around so long and because at the time when it came out, there weren't that many shows on, right? So everybody watched Star Trek. You know, it's just very much like in the fabric of our pop culture and in part of the conversation. So why is there this weird rivalry between Star Trek people and Star Wars people? What is that about? So I do think that you can like both and and not be hated forever. But I think that Star Trek is more action adventure oriented. And as Tony said, especially the original series isn't very science heavy. It's more like, you know, Gene Roddenberry just kind of set out to write an adventure series. And it's more like we have communicators and warp drives and things. Don't think about it too hard. Star Wars is about lore and rules and then, I mean, yes, it's more fantasy, it's more space wizards, but it's also like there's very precise rules of how the Star Wars universe works. So I think it's a dichotomy between I just want to see a good story or I just want to obsess about rules. Although the people who learn the Klingon language maybe are the exception to that. I think it's probably more Star Trek was first and then you had this star and they didn't get any shows or anything except for like the cartoon. You had all these people who were fans of it and then Star Wars shows up, becomes this big giant movie and they're like, whoa, what's going on? So we got to hate on Star Wars, you know? I think it's just how, how the movies came out. and I bet you if they came out at the same time, you wouldn't have people hating each other maybe. I don't know. But that would explain why why Star Trek fans don't like Star Wars fans. But why would Star Wars fans not like Star Trek fans? Unless they just find them annoying. All right. So, Tony, now that you have had a chance to relive your your love for Star Trek, I'm going to ask Erica's question again. What is it that draws you in to Star Trek? And what about the ones that you love makes you love them? I think I like Captain Kirk, just how he, how he always uh, came up with way out of the situation. You know, he was in stuck somewhere and he was able always able to figure something out at least from the movies and uh i like the action of star trek 2 i like the action of star trek 6 and 4 is is a pretty funny movie too if you ever get a chance to watch that one it's basically a comedy so you think saving the whales is funny 
No. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen four, Erica? No, after I saw two, I was like, I'm out. I have to say, I was not in love with it. It may be because I was in college. So, Erica, how come you don't like Star Trek more? Well, I think the original series is very hard to get into as an adult. The movies, like I said, I saw Wrath of Khan in college and I just wasn't that into it. I liked Voyager when I watched it. I probably would like The Next Generation. I just never really watched it. You know, some things you're like, you think you would like them, and then you actually, you're like, oh, I should really watch Star Trek, and then you watch it, and there's a dog in a Halloween costume, and you just can't get past that. Yeah, I understand. But also, there's things that sometimes I'm like, I don't know, I'm not sure, and then I watch it, and I like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so many other things that that's why I never got around to watching Next Generation. And now it's basically impossible to catch up with all the Star Trek Yes, I mean, it's just so much. I'm not sure if people actually like the new stuff either. People seem to like Discovery. I've heard that Star Trek Lower Decks is amazing because it's it's a comedy. It's supposed to be very, very funny and very good. Now that I have Paramount Plus, I was thinking of watching it, but I was like, but would I miss most of the references not being like super steeped in Star Trek? Are you watching this cartoon? Lower no, Decks? No, I, well, I don't have Paramount Plus, so I haven't seen any of the new stuff. All right, well, we'll have to bring you back after you will go watch it all, and then you can tell us about it, and then I can still For not like, watch like it. 10, 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. We're still going to be doing this. Although, Tony, I would like to ask you, what is the trouble with Tribbles? <laughs> I know it's an episode, but what is the trouble with them? They just multiply, right? They, That's they the whole trouble. Eating, they eat everything, and they just get more and more and more and more and more. They're like these I little fuzzy pink grow. cotton balls. Yeah, people like that one. I mean, I know of it. What are we talking about? These little aliens, they're called tribbles. They're like pink cotton balls. They actually probably are pink cotton balls. Um, (laughs) And they just keep like multiplying. The episode is a very famous episode called The Trouble with Tribbles. Yes, but on that episode, they they have to pick up a shipment of tri-catechile rice or something and send it to like some refugees. They have all this rice store in their in the enterprise but they also beamed up this tribble and it starts like eating all their rice and everything so they have to figure out what to do and there's tribbles falling from the vents and everything and they're all over at the very end he beams all the tribbles onto a cleon ship (laughs) that's funny (laughs) they're kind of like alien bunnies yeah they're they're not they don't hurt you or anything it's just they eat everything and procreate a lot yeah do they have faces no. no, they're like, uh, yeah, just little balls. They don't even have eyes or anything. So they're and they, like, and, sea- they just, and they just vibrate too. Like so they're like sea anemones. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but like probably actual cotton balls. Well, I feel like I know more about Star Trek than I did when we started this episode approximately eight hours ago. I don't have any other questions. Is there anything else that I should know? I mean, there's so much with Star Trek that I'm, I'm not even your friend who knows the most about Star Trek. <laughs> well, you actually yes. know two people who know more Star Trek than me, at least. Well, well that's well, okay. Th- this is not a very scientific podcast. Yeah. And besides, I wanted to have you on the show because you're awesome and we love you. Okay. And we wanted to talk about that was something that neither. Erica nor I know anything about, although as promised, Erica actually knows a lot about the thing that she said she doesn't know anything about. It's really obnoxious how much she knows about everything. You did provide us with an interim intern. So there you go. Yes, there we go. Penny's our interim intern. Okay. Yeah, well, well, that's pretty standard. That's 100% what Toby did during every episode. Why don't we wrap up? Wait, I'm sorry. I forgot the most important question. Why is it called Star Trek? Well, the Trek is a journey, so I think a, a journey through the stars. Yes, well, aren't they on a five-year voyage? Five-year voyage to yeah, discover so, the worlds and stuff, yeah. Yes, at the beginning, there's a voiceover about how they're on a five-year voyage. Is that like a three-hour tour? It is similar, except they don't get lost. Also, they don't get trapped on an island where they have guest stars who come on and the guest stars leave, and yet they still never get off the island. I know. Makes no sense. Okay, well, this has been an excellent journey through the journey through the stars. So thank you so much to Tony for joining us on the show. And thank you to my sister as always. Uh, Okay, Erica, want to bring us home? I will bring us home. 
thank you to our listeners. And of course, thank you to our special guest, Tony, who was awesome and is invited back anytime. This podcast is hosted by me, Erica, and Stephanie, of course. Our interim intern is Penny <laughs> the dog, who is about as good at her job as Toby was. So no change there. If you would like to communicate with us, contact us on Twitter. We are at new here underscore pod. You can find us on Anchor and listen to all of our episodes at anchor.fm slash r-u-new-here. And we are also on many podcatchers such as Spotify and lots of other ones. Stephanie, Overcast, Podacy, other ones that are not those two. Pocket yes. Cast, Dragon Cast, <laughs> Sneaker Cast. Starcast. Starcast. We may have made up the last Trekcast. <laughs> uh, so that is our show. Once again, this episode is dedicated to our former intern, Toby, who will be sorely missed. Not for his interning skills, to be clear, just for his being a dog skills. That's it. Uh, so next time, we are going to have a special format episode where we talk about something that Stephanie and I know equally, which is... Not the- true. I'm sure whatever it is, she knows more. <laughs> we are going to talk about the television show about a podcast on Hulu, Only Murders in the Building. And it will be a spoiler-filled episode because what's the fun of talking about a murder mystery show if you're not going to talk about who done it? All right. Well, Erica, have a nerdy day. Have an early day.